0: Which Christmas do you celebrate? How should Catholics celebrate Christmas? Is Santa Claus the real Christmas? Get practical advice on celebrating Christmas the Catholic way. Welcome to this Christmas special of Salve Maria, the podcast of the Heralds of the Gospel. Merry Christmas to our audience. This special program is dedicated to Christmas. And today, especially on Christmas Eve, we're going to talk about different aspects of how we should and how we could celebrate Christmas the Catholic way. So this is the topic of the program. I'm here with Father Arthur. I'm here with Father Justin. Salve Maria, both of you. Salve Maria. Maria. Merry
1: Christmas to everyone.
0: I don't know where people are looking, uh, are watching the program, but uh, I think we also are, the the audience is, is growing. So, you know, today we're launching at noon on Saturday, so that people in Europe and somewhere else they can just you know connect and then make sure that we still you know across continents we can also uh, talk about the same the same Christmases in the in the same timing, no. But anyway, it is—I uh, don't know—so many people have decided just to call these happy holidays instead of, you know, Merry Christmas. So that—that—that that, that is an interesting topic. Eh? Why is this? Why, you know, with so much uh, in what uh, intention of taking away Christ from Christmas?
2: It's <laughs> not the first time this has happened. Well, it's true, no? I mean, it's no. really it isn't. Um, during the Puritan revolutions, during the Civil War in England, they forbade Christmas. When was the Puritan they revolution? Struck it from the calendar. Okay? When, when was that? In the sixteenth century. Sixteenth century. 16th century. 16th century. Yeah. Oliver okay. Cromwell okay. made it yeah. a, a death e- offense. Celebrating Christmas. Celebrating Christmas. Okay, it was a Romish element. So much so <laughs> that the uh, many of the carols that we today sing and know so well were actually catechetical programs so that there would be a means of teaching the next generation the Catholic truths. Uh, Those families were already used to being persecuted. Now it was even worse. So they had to find a way of having, so like the 12 days of Christmas. It was an attempt
1: to eliminate from religion the aspect of joy. Our religion was supposed to, to work only with one leg, the leg of suffering, the leg of the cross, the leg of the hardship because uh, we are sinners and God is a God of revenge. And if we don't do what He says, He will chastise us. So there is no joy anymore in our relations with our Lord Jesus Christ. We only have uh, a duty towards Him. Duty, exactly. There is no reward on His side. Mary, who is the joy of our church. Mary is, is, is the, 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 uh, the person who, who brings joy to uh, all the faith of the Old Testament. She, she brings the joy because she, she brings the gift of God to the universe, which is her son. And they try to eliminate joy from, from it, faith.
2: Very much the Calvinistic exactly. approach, right? And even amongst the Protestants. We see a reaction to this uh, with the famous Dickens novel, uh, The Christmas Carol, right? Saying the joy of life was gone, was killed. And as a reaction, the Victor- the famous Victorian Christmas becomes an issue, right? They try trying to bring back some, bring
1: some life back. Um, Exactly. But there is a danger to follow on the other side of the horse. And then some are trying to make our faith just only joy, you know? Clap, you know, you're safe and yeah. this is the end of start. any spirituality. Yeah, you, know? you had said, no you, suffering, you, no sh- you no said
2: before we're, we're trying to do faith with one leg. Now we're doing it only with the other leg. With the other leg. Can we just walk with two legs? <laughs> Can we have balance? <laughs> exactly. Well, but that's actually interesting because um, we have a character,
0: you know, that that, that is uh, all of a sudden er- in, it, what erupts into the picture, and it's this this Santa Claus, no? Oh yes. And, and Santa Claus basically is Christmas without Christ. No, yeah? no <laughs> it's exactly. completely sponsored by I don't know some beverages
2: it's company. We Germany. don't want
1: to. <laughs> yeah,
0: it m-
2: come from Germany, you yeah? know. Mm, not even that. It is. It's sort of like they took various um, forms of yeah. celebrations of Christmas. Um some neo-pagan elements and put them in a blender and made a puree of it, right? Of course, they took out the Christian elements and that puree um, got cooked with Mm Coca-Cola and we ended up with fat Santa Claus with Mrs. Claus and company with reindeers, um, et cetera, et cetera.
0: But also the whole deviation comes from the fact that in reality, you know, all these ho, ho, ho and whatever, in the end of the story, it takes away the attention from Completely. because it, it's it's all about Christ and I know you know Santa Claus at least you know for um, our South American ears you know or some other people you know that that just sees this as a reflection from North America. Number one, everybody thinks that saw so Santa Claus is North America, no? And the second one yeah. is a confusion with St. Nicholas because people say, okay, it must be St. Nicholas under, under another, another shape. But actually, it doesn't have anything to do, no? St. Nicholas is a real saint, yes. and uh, yep. it's
2: not this figure. The lady. story of St. Nicholas is that he, as bishop in a port city in Turkey, mm-hmm. uh, would raise funds... And he would uh, pay the dowry of poor Poor. families Mm -hmm. so that the daughters could be honorably married. And he would do it in secret, right? Put the money in their shoes. That's where the custom of the shoes comes from. Um, So that the fathers of the families kept their honor. They didn't have money, but
0: then then they still
2: had... So it was a question of... Of true Christian charity, he would raise the funds and he would make sure that these families um, would have the money necessary for this important step of their life. Otherwise, the state wouldn't get involved and there was a whole degrading situation that would happen. That's St. Nicholas, not ho,
1: ho, ho, and I'm going to slide down your chimney. And there, there, is, there is a fact that he uh, once he took a bag of uh, golden coins and he threw them through the window of that house of a poor family, that uh, they had two daughters to get married and they, the father couldn't uh, pay the, for the diary for, the, for the, the wedding, so they couldn't get married and uh, it was very dangerous even yes, for very for the uh, um, morality. But, so uh, so yeah, they they took Santa Claus and they put him there to deviate from Lord Jesus Christ. And then they deviated from St. Nicholas also because... Uh, I mean, the reason why St.
2: Nicholas is dressed in red huh. is because he's a martyr of the church. Exactly. So his colors would be red. Hmm. I'm not sure how the suit, that suit business got in there. I, that part, I have no idea. But the oh, red... It's marketing. The red is, <laughs> That's what it is because he was a martyr. Yeah. And the hat is a... Deformation of a mitre.
1: Completely. So we have a lot
2: of
1: he defamations. Wasn't, he wasn't fat like that. you know. Oh, no, like he, he was very thin, actually.
2: <laughs> I mean, there's another story that's very beautiful about St. Nicholas, right? Now, we don't know for certain if it's true, but at the Council of Nicaea, St. Nicholas had been a great defender of the person of Christ, and um, Arius had been brought as an expert into the Council of Nicaea, and St. Nicholas saw him. And supposedly he got so upset that he just hit him as hard as he could. Punch him in the face? Punched him in the face. <laughs> and I remember seeing something. they go, someone went, you know, um, my Saint Nicholas, my Santa Claus punches out heretics.
1: And the, the modern Santa Claus, you know, he comes from the pole north. But our Lord Jesus Christ comes from heaven. The modern Santa Claus, he brings some gifts Materialism. Uh, yes, that, that are, you know, for, of, uh, of a limited value. But the Lord Jesus Christ brings the gift of gifts, which is salvation. And then Santa Claus doesn't take you to heaven, but Jesus, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's a big difference. You know.
2: I, I had brought up the question that they, they brought in some neo-pagan elements, and that was very popular in the 1890s. So another image of Santa Claus is actually a version of Odin because Odin would give gifts. Okay, no. And that's where we end up with the elves. Uh-huh. They come from that neo-pagan twist. Exactly. So, I mean, there's a lot of venom involved in this whole thing. And and that venom has had a lot of time to steep. Um, but once it went to the United States, where we had large communities, um, and I'm talking pre-World War One and um, going into World War II, of large Communities of Dutch, so you have the Pennsylvania Dutch or the uh, New Jersey Germans, um, large populations in Minnesota and in the Midwest of of Scandinavian, so people from Sweden and Norway and what have you. We end up having these different customs coming over and mixing in that mixing bowl, which is North America. Mm-hmm. and unfortunately, we have a lot lack of faith. We end up with this 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 sapping away of faith. And what you end up with is this smorgasbord of atheism of materialism, industrial mean, revolution, industrial revolution. revolution, and that's the real if, and that's and that's the issue. So you look at it, you go, like, "What's left?" Right? Is there salvation? Is the, is this the boy king who has come to, in Bethlehem, or has he deviated and landed in the North Pole? <laughs> Exactly.
0: So this is basically to recap a little bit, no, because we saw, okay, Santa Claus, Mm -hmm. how wrong this is. Um, Also, the total sadness of the Protestant uh, heresy, basically not taking away joy. Then the overjoy that doesn't have any roots on on spirituality. And there's one more, I think, no, it's the shopping fever. (laughs) So so because it's Christmas now, we have to give gifts, but for what? I mean, it's, it's, it's again, if it is something that's going to make a person better, it's okay. But not all of this concern going around this, like many people used yeah. to, like saying, you know, hectic, hectic.
2: Hectic about
0: what? If in the, in the end it's Christians the, right?
2: the, the Northern European traditions had a very interesting causal effect, which was if you had been good, and good meant a good Christian mm-hmm. child or you were given a gift and a gift was a very um moderate very um straightforward gift but if you had not been good you were put coal in your in your shoes or your or your stocking and it was a sign that you hadn't been a good person so there was a good and a bad today
1: everyone's good everyone's <laughs> good and the gift becomes the goal the end when the yes. when the gift is not the end this is a, is a means to show the love, you know, that comes from the infant Jesus, who comes from heaven, to 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 be the gift that he's giving to us. The one who is giving the gift is Mary. Mary is giving the gift. That, you know, at Christmas is it's a very Marian event, and it's Mary the one who brings the gift for each one of us with her son. We see that with the songs that are sung during
2: um, this period of time. Now, unfortunately, I think we all had the Uh, um, the sad opportunity of going to malls and hearing the incessant blare of the quote-unquote holiday songs where there is no Christ, there is nothing, just it's, it's a celebration of materialism. Um, and happy holidays, in a certain sense, is a good name for it because it could be a holiday for any year, part of the year. It Completely could be happy out. holidays in the summer. It could be a happy holidays exactly. um, in February or in March. It doesn't make a difference because there is no reason why we're celebrating on the 25th of December. So today on Christmas Eve, we're going to give seven suggestions to our audience,
0: right, on how to actually celebrate Christmas in the right direction. How's that? Wonderful. Go. I don't know. I have the first one here that is learning stories about saints that are related to Christmas. What do you think? Beautiful. Puts it in context. Puts it in context, no? Because there are well, the true story of Saint Nicholas, but Justin was commenting, no? But there is also, Father Arthur, you have that phenomenal narration of, in detail, no, that goes on the life of our Lord and is
1: also Anne-Catherine Emmerich. Anne-Catherine Emmerich, a visionary from the uh, 19th century. Her writings are really amazing. They have been recorded or or, uh, written down by a priest. And she tells, you know, many, many, many details that we don't know if it's exactly what happened or not. But obviously it is inspired and it's a wonderful uh, story about the whole life of our Lord Jesus Christ, and of course, she narrates the nativity, and she says how uh, our Lord was born in a in in a, in a unique way. Nobody was born like him. He um, he was born in his glorious body, and he came uh, as as a light that came out from Mary, and uh, was something extremely extremely you know from paradise, extremely as. Uh, uh, sacred and, and beautiful. And, and, and uh, the first one's to know where the shepherds. They, uh, it's a fantastic narration in detail. No, they're beautiful. It's really but it has beautiful.
2: little you points that are it, yes. so beautiful and, and so enlightening that it's, it's something that really brings, brings a person to a new level of understanding of what truly is Christmas. Exactly. That's wonderful. Our second
0: suggestion here we put together outside of the program the, the, the three of us gather around the nativity scene mm-hmm. pray
2: as and a family sing,
0: no but also go to mass and make prayers the center of Christmas day Christmas Eve Christmas day
1: children learn by visual by what they see if you don't do anything at your house you know for, for Christmas for them nothing is going on but if you do a nice nativity scene that they can see, and and then you take them to show them who is who, etc., uh, that's uh, stays forever. They will never, never go back and uh, go away from their minds.
2: If the home has no Jesus but lots of Santa Claus, do you expect the child to somehow uh, jump to a conclusion that the event is a Christocentric event, or they can think it's Santa Claus Day? Exactly. The child, in that sense, is somewhat logical. He's going to say, yeah, it's Santa Claus Day. Of course it is. And with that, we have another problem, right? Which is that Christmas becomes, ends on Christmas Day.
0: Another suggestion we have. So get around the nativity scene and sing songs with the family that are but no, you know, not the, 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 the kind of songs you were commenting, no, but really spiritual
2: songs that bring beauty, that bring prayer. Christmas carols, right? Because that's what the whole idea of the tradition of Christmas carols was a catechetical process to
1: teach the younger ones what Christmas was about. And it helps to create the atmosphere that, well, the real atmosphere that uh, took place at this uh, supernatural event of the, the, the birth of a god. Yeah. God is, is going to, uh, to be born, you know, it's something extraordinary. And the, uh, the children, they are much more open than the adults to this. Anything that you say in that direction, you know, they, they will really believe it and will be um, admiring and, and uh, delighted to hear this. Very good.
0: Another suggestion, find a church that has mass exactly at midnight.
2: I know, it's difficult. difficult. I know, I know. That one is, that and one, if you have young is, children, that can be a more of a struggle, a challenge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it makes it so much more. Exactly.
1: So meaningful that you have to wake up, you know, <laughs> in the middle of the night to go to church because God is calling you because he wants to see you, he was coming to you. It's uh, something so fantastic that that also... uh... And and those of us who live in a northern climate,
2: the element of the quiet, of the snow, of the crunch of the snow underfoot, um, the crispness of the air, that adds a whole element to the Christmas experience, again, for the children. Something that they won't forget. You know, we all know those gifts that you bought your child, they'll forget in about 20 minutes, so you're more interested in the boxes but you're going to give them a gift that they're not going to forget. Of course. That beautiful midnight mass.
0: Absolutely. You know, talking about this reminds me of the very origin of the most famous song in Christmas, you no, know, Silent Night, because actually this is what happened to a priest. You know, it was Christmas Eve, like the day today, and he's called to baptize a child that had just been born. And he arrives there to this, imagine, you know, this is Austria, it's in the middle of the snow, and everything else. He arrives there and he sees, you know, this young mother that has this tiny baby, you no, know, and the gentleman has such dignity. When he left, mm-hmm. you know, he's walking there in the middle of the snow in the silence of the night. And then he was completely impressed. You know, he could not think but about you no know, <laughs> the, the holy family, put it that way. And then he goes back to the, his parish house and then he in one soup you know, writes silent night. And so on. And then the next day, he calls his friend, the, the organist there. Well, he didn't call because he didn't, <laughs> no, <know.
2: I> didn't <laughs> have fun. And
0: then he goes right and calls him and says, hey, you, you come, you know, this is, this is, this, this is something I wrote. And he says, oh, I think I have the perfect music for this. And they composed on Christmas Day.
1: For Mass. Silent Night for Mass. And it was uh, 19th century. Huh? Mm-hmm. It's not so far away, let's say. Not so far away. Mm-hmm. Oliveira
0: used to say, you know, that it took almost 19 centuries for Christendom to arrive to the perfect song mm-hmm. par excellence, but Maybe. it's the way it should be, you know. Now, imagine if we have, you know, Bing Crosby, if we have, you know, the, the shopping mall, if you have all of this. Sinatra. The poor priest there is going to be overwhelmed. Who, who's going to compose anything beautiful, no? so kind of important. Another suggestion here. Make... Two resolutions that are going to impact your life. Now, Father, about you're a preacher of retreats, and you know sometimes people tend to make so many. Why only two? Why not ten or twenty resolutions? Some okay. practical advice on that. You you can't keep them all. <laughs> <laughs> no, no.
1: People do. you know, they try. because they, when you are touched by a grace, you think that everything is going to be easy. But then when that 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 grace you know leaves you, and you kind of come back to the uh,
0: to boxing the, uh, day
1: on the twenty sixth. You know, it's just exactly. everything is over, and you have so many other things to do that uh, all your prayers and your reading and and sacrifice and this and this and that you know you 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 cannot you cannot do them. But to keep um, just one or two resolutions that will help you to remember all the blessings that you received on Christmas uh, uh, night because it is obvious that uh, in the moment in which the church is celebrating the nativity of the Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord Jesus Christ will make you feel the beauty of Christmas, were in your heart. That's the, the best crib, that's the best nativity scene that uh, that you can have, is the one that is in your heart, that you will feel that Jesus is born, is, he is mystically in your heart, and uh, and mary is there and st joseph are there and the shepherds are there and uh it's uh it's a unique uh, atmosphere that only our lord jesus christ can uh, can create that's wonderful so, so you can take some resolutions for example you can um uh you can read something a page of a book that is good for you for you to meditate on, on things that are not Related to the the common day a day problems of your life, you can um, make a phone call to somebody just to to make him happy, to remember him. Somebody, an older member of your family who is maybe alone, that um, the children are gone away, etc. You know that uh, you can you can call them once a week or something to. Um, uh, uh, to, to bring a, a blessing for them. Hmm. That's
0: another interesting aspect. Yeah? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Well, th- there is one more here about gifts because in the end of the story, we're not going to do like the Protestants, no? and so now no, no, no exactly. gifts because of the shopping fever, therefore we're not going to give gifts. No, it's not that. No. But here's a, is one interesting point that we put together and the suggestion is giving gifts that are going to make the recipients better. But better in the spiritual side, better in the, maybe, you know, something of discipline, something of virtues they need to practice that we know them. So
1: that gift is geared to help them to practice some virtues. How's that? Of course. Get an infant Jesus, for example, you know, a small infant Jesus or a religious picture or something and give it to the children. and. Uh, uh, maybe not all the same for for everyone, but just to choose something different for each one that they can keep by their bedside. The bedside, you know uh, the, the table by, by your uh, by your bed, has to be a little altar. You have to have Jesus, you have to have Mary, you have to have Saint Joseph, you have to have your guardian angel give uh, give a rosary. There are so many things that you can then you can give that um, are related to Christmas and and will stay forever
0: so here we go some hints on how to celebrate Christmas the Catholic way. I think it, probably the audience will benefit with this. And if you have any other ideas or so, write them in the comments because no. the comments are fundamental for this program. And also, if you would like to have some uh, other topics, you know, th- the other day someone left uh, a very interesting note. It was one, one line, Father, that said, why don't you talk about the, how to meditate the rosary well? So that yeah, I think is going to be one of the, one of the topics yeah. for, the,
1: for the next... Beautiful time. subject, huh?
0: But then we we invite all the audience then to write down eh, in in the comments any suggestions and also some more ideas. If you have uh, about celebrating Christmas the Catholic way, please go ahead and write them on. And then let's make sure that we also share with everyone who is part of the program. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very good. So that's it for this segment. Now, the suggestions of the program today what we can advise our audience uh that they can it could be a resource a podcast a see i don't know music anything that is going to make our audience to help them better uh, to, to 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 get better to be better and and to be more spiritual and more united especially now in the time of christmas
1: that still goes on for a little further So who would like to start further? Well, one suggestion, you know, we have three Masses for Christmas. It's such an event that the Church has three Masses. We have the uh, Mass during the night, which is a beautiful Mass at night, that in theory should be at midnight. Then we have the Mass at dawn, because it's the the Mass that, uh, you know, you wake up with a new day the the world has changed because jesus was born so we start everything again and uh, the mass during the, during the day and then uh, during uh, dawn and then we have the mass during the day of christmas which is um um another uh beautiful um uh, mass that uh, bring us the gospel of saint john was the word so you know this is, this is a particularity of St. John because every gospel writer started to, to tell the story of Lord Jesus Christ, because the gospel is the story of Jesus Christ. Everyone cho- has chosen a different moment in history. St. John goes to the beginning of history. So when, when still there was nothing there, and so he says he's going to start his gospel saying that in the beginning was the word. So in the beginning was, was God. There was nothing else. That's the beginning. <laughs> so it's amazing, and the word, the word, was with God, and the word was God. So there we the, go. It's, it's one of these expressions, uh, you know. It's it's so rich. So uh, it is important to understand the reading even before you go to mass. Try to to uh, to get you know uh, uh, a book like this one, your Sunday missal in which um, you can, before going to Mass, you know, try to understand wh- wh- what is going on. What, is the, uh, the, what are the readings? Come already in the, the in ideas, context. Exactly, no, no, no. the context of um, this Mass. Because all the Masses are the same, but each one has a different context that is given by the readings. Mm-hmm. So it's very important to, to understand the readings. If not, you didn't re understood the Mass that you went to. That's wonderful. Very good. But Justin, what
2: do you have? Mine's a little bit different in which it's try to take a little bit of time and be quiet and -hmm. allow the season, the beginning of this Christmas season, because Christmas doesn't end on the 25th. It begins on the 25th and goes for 12 days, right? Until we end up with the epiphany and the baptism Mm -hmm. of the Lord. But start it properly, quietly. Recollect yourself and allow yourself to hear the voice of grace, mm-hmm. you know, to see the little baby Jesus and ask the question, what does he want of me, my family? What can I change? What can, how can I improve? You know, you know, that song, of course, it's, it's not factual, but it's beautiful. Um, the little drama boy, you've got nothing to offer. Mm-hmm. Beating on this, trump, on this drum, but you're doing it with your heart. Offering yourself there, and if we can do that on this Christmas, we make the Christmas season worthwhile. And
1: Fine. the reward is beautiful because he smiles to him, <laughs> so that's the gift of the infant Jesus to, to the little boy. He, he just smiles, and he's so beautiful that, that that's enough, you know. But yeah, I think that's the drummer
0: boy is someone who took time to pray, as you say,
2: and offered the little that he had. He didn't Mm -hmm. have massive amounts of gold or frankincense and myrrh. He had a lousy drum that was off-tune, drumsticks that weren't properly made and weighed. Mm -hmm. But the Lord accepted it.
1: And very wise because he wanted to give a gift to whom? Not to anybody else, but to Jesus. His idea was to give a a gift to the infant Jesus. Mm -hmm. But he gave a
2: gift of self. Of himself. Right? He didn't give something that he was going to, he had plenty of and he was going to, you know. what's left over. Left over and just gave it. He gave himself. And I think that's the best thing we can do on this beginning of the Christmas season
1: to, you know, evaluate and move forward. And we know that the infant Jesus is going to smile smile to us. He's going to reward us. He's going to be happy because we want to give something to him. So today, 24th, 25th, as Brother Justin said, 12
0: days we have mm-hmm. you know, to celebrate all of this in real pomp and circumstances. So,
2: Absolutely. And the Catholic way Please again. don't put away your trees today.
0: Yes, that's something so Please don't wrong. do no, that. No, no. You have to keep it until... Of course.
2: And don't end the celebration today. Well, my suggestion
0: is... A little bit different too, but it's a story. And it's a story that comes in a very tiny book. It's called The Story of the Fourth Magi King. Oh, yeah. And it's a classic. It's something really beautiful to, you know, to tell the children, but also to read in silence and to make sure that the story of the fourth Magi King really goes deep into your soul. Because I'm not going to tell, of course, the story right now. You have to go read it. But it's really, really beautiful. And again, you know, it it focuses very well the importance and the necessity of, um, you know, focusing our attention in what really matters in the time of Christmas. Yeah, the question of intention. The intentions. So... If you, if you never, ever read that story or heard that story, please do me a favor. Don't look at, don't watch any movie. Just go and simply pick up the book. It's very thin. I think it's public domain. You can find it anywhere. We're going to include the link in the, in the notes of the program. But yeah, the story of the fourth Marge King, I think is a must. Mm-hmm. Very good. So father... You mentioned before the program you were going to give us a
1: final blessing that is... The solemn Christmas blessing. Solemn. It's solemn. so nice, you know. And uh, having the infant Jesus just next to us, we can imagine that he's the one who's given the blessing. When a priest gives a blessing, actually, he's not given his blessing. He's given the blessing of our Lord Jesus Christ. And tonight, of course, the infant Jesus, who was already a priest, he was small, but he was already a priest... And actually he, he had his hands already open, and, which means two things, that he's welcoming all of us and at the same time that he was going to die for us. His arms are already stretched uh, out because he was going to die on the cross for us. So we are going to, uh, to give you the blessing of the infant Jesus, the solemn blessing of the Nativity. May the God of infinite goodness, who by the incarnation of His Son has driven darkness from the world and by that glorious birth has illuminated this most holy day, drive far from you the darkness of vice and illumine your hearts with the light of virtue. Amen. 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 May God, who willed that The great joy of his son's saving birth be announced to shepherds by the angel. Fill your minds with the gladness he gives and make you heralds of his gospel. Amen. Amen. And may God, who by the incarnation brought together the earthly and heavenly realm, fill you with the gift of his peace and favor and make you sharers With the church in heaven. Amen. 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 And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. 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 Once again, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.
0: And we finish today's uh, special program with the song par excellence, as we were saying, Silent Night. So we close the programme with silent night and with a beautiful version by our brothers, the heralds of the gospel. Salve Maria everyone and again, Merry Christmas.